James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Bible-believing Christians today often find themselves censored by social media, blocked by big tech, and demonized by certain government agencies controlled by the left. What we are seeing is that the noose is tightening around those with a conservative Christian biblical worldview who want to freely proclaim that, and it's significantly affecting us already, and we expect that it will affect us even more in 2022. What do you do when you're boxed in and there seems no way of escape? Find out on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. 2022 promises to be a pivotal year in American history. On today's program, we will share with you our plans for advancing the truth of the Bible and the gospel of Jesus Christ in this year. And you will be encouraged by Dr. Kennedy for what lies ahead. We begin with a look at what this ministry plans to do with your help as we Christians advance in the face of adversity in America. I'm joined by our own John Rabe. John, welcome. Good to have you here. Thank you, Frank. Always a pleasure to be with you. I don't don't want to do a Rorschach test with you exactly, but I want to give you five names that to me are emblematic of the cancel culture. Amazon, Facebook, Vimeo, in our case, Volusion, and Lifetime. What do those five names represent to you? They represent a significant problem, Frank, for our ministry and for Christians in general. They are emblematic. It is not only those five. They are emblematic of the tyranny of big tech. And that's something that you and I are seeing in this ministry. And we're seeing, frankly, nationwide and worldwide uh, as we head into 2022. We have been, there's no other term for it, censored on uh, these outlets that you were talking about. You mentioned Volusion. That's the one that people are least likely to know. They build modules for the web for stores. So when you go buy a product on a website, they're one of the people who builds a store. Well, they canceled our contract with them last year because they decided that we holding a Christian biblical worldview and holding to traditional morality, we're not worthy of their work. So they cut us off. We lost our web store for a period of time. Same thing, Vimeo. Vimeo is one of the major uh, video platforms on the web. Uh, We had a program in 2021, late 2021, The Tragedy of Gender Confusion. This program looked at traditional Uh, gender and sex as God created it, as compared with the confusion we have in our culture now, offered hope for those struggling with it. We were banned from Vimeo, and as a result, uh, Salem, the biggest Christian company in America, was not able to show our video on Video On Demand. And we see these things multiply down. You and I did a, uh, a weekly live webcast on Facebook canceled it because we talked about the gender issue. They will not allow us to broadcast there anymore. Amazon, the largest 
company really of any kind in the world right now that controls almost everything, including many other web distribution, uh, web video distribution systems, is increasingly censoring groups like ours, relying on the Southern Poverty Law Center's right. uh, hate designations, their false hate designations for which we are suing them, and we will talk more about that. Uh, so what we are seeing is that the noose is tightening around those with a conservative, Christian, biblical worldview who want to freely proclaim that. And it's significantly affecting us already, and we expect that it will affect us even more in 2022. And John, it's not just the deplatforming aspect of losing your ability to use channels of distribution to reach your target audience. It's basic business services as well. Software companies, credit card processors, right. banks, uh, be all beginning to express a woke kind of mindset and are opposing uh, us in a, in, a, in a very restrictive fashion by refusing to allow us to have access to those services. It's really an extraordinary, it's, a, it's even a landmark or a watermark in how the Christian viewpoint is being denied services that are provided to every other viewpoint out there. Exactly. This is a far left ideology at work, but it has great influence in the corporate boardrooms of America. Many of these corporations are going woke, which is to say adopting at least publicly these far left viewpoints. And so what kind of world are we looking at in the near future where Many Christians may not be able to do credit card transactions, may not be able to bank through certain institutions right. simply for holding to traditional biblical morality, for holding to a view of gender and sexuality that virtually everybody in America held to just 15 years ago. What we're seeing is really a radical departure, not only from traditional morality, but from any sort of, of Judeo-Christian basis. And we're heading into an era in which you, if you hold unapproved viewpoints, may not only face disapproval, but may not be able to do business, which of course puts many people in the minds of, of prophetic, even sort of end times thinking when you, you look at the fact that right. you might not be able to do business based on your Christian viewpoint. It all seems to be targeted on the gospel more, more and more. In the, in the past, Many people would say, well, look, if you're going to do in the rough and tumble of the political world, you're going to face all kinds of opposition. But it's the gospel itself now that's facing opposition. Churches have been deplatformed. YouTube has taken down thousands upon thousands of videos of Christian ministers, Christian commentators, along with the conservative stuff as well. So we're, we're seeing a wholesale assault on the Christian viewpoint, trying to deny it even a place in the marketplace of ideas. And the cover that's used to bring about a lot of this censorship and a lot of this denial of service is the Southern Poverty Law Center's very specious hate organization or hate group designation. That's something that we've been embroiled in a lawsuit with the Southern Poverty Law Center for several years now. And we've seen a significant developments on that front. Frank, you as our CEO and president, along with our board of directors, have been hard at work on this case. Where does it stand right now? What do we expect in 2022? Well, John, it was back in 2017 that we filed a defamation lawsuit against the Southern Poverty Law Center for falsely labeling us as a hate group. 
And we've been through federal district court in Alabama. We've been through the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta. And we're now headed for the United States Supreme Court. The timing of this program is important, the program that we're doing today, because our petition for what's called writ of certiorari, it's a demand for the court to hear our case, and which they do on a discretionary basis. It's In some ways, John, it's the longest of long shots. Only 4% of the cases that are appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court are granted a hearing by the court each year. And yet, we believe our case has a high probability of being accepted because of the nature of the law that we're arguing related to it. So we want to ask people to pray that God would move in the hearts and minds of the Supreme Court justices to take up our case so that we can be heard. All we have ever asked for in this case is to have our defamation claim heard before a jury of our peers in the state of Alabama, which is where the Southern Poverty Law Center is located. Up until now, that's been denied based on a peculiar argument uh, in a case called New York Times versus Sullivan, in which the court 40 plus years ago, 50 plus years ago, argued that public figures must face a higher standard of proving a defamation claim. And we, under the law, are, a, are under the case law of the court, are a public figure. And so we have to prove unprovable things. We have to prove that the people who made these claims, false claims about us, knew they were false when they made them, and that they did that from a motivation of malice, of, of premeditated malice. How do you look and prove what someone is feeling in their heart? So this standard, the Times versus Sullivan standard, is, uh, is unprovable, and it has been a handicap in leg legitimate defamation cases. We're asking the Supreme Court to overturn it, and there are a number of justices on the court today who have signaled they're in agreement with us. So we are optimistic, but recognizing that it's a, delay, a David versus Goliath kind of battle. But John, as I remember, David won that battle. So we are taking our battle, started in 2017, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court in 2022, and uh, if it's accepted by the court, it would likely be, be heard in the fall term of next year, maybe not even oral arguments until 2023. So the, the wheels of justice grind slowly in America, but we're at a critical point, and we really need God's people to join us in prayer to support it. We really do. And Frank, here's why I'm encouraged. We've talked about some discouraging things, but to to bring some encouragement. Of course, it's been a very difficult couple of years. We've had the COVID pandemic that really has knocked things down. We see a, a, an economy that is not headed in the right direction, inflation rising. The landscape of religious freedom seems to be narrowing and narrowing. On the other hand, we have a case before the Supreme Court in which the Roe v. Wade decision of 1973 might be either completely overturned or significantly gutted. There are two things that I know that we need to bring to bear on this. One of them is that the word of God combined with the spirit of God has the potential to change individuals and to change entire societies. And the second thing that I know is that you cannot judge things by how bleak they look. Nothing looked more bleak than the situation on Friday night after Jesus was crucified. His disciples scattered the movement was over as far as they could tell, 
but what was seen as a massive failure and a massive loss was actually the victory. What looked like a defeat was Jesus winning the greatest victory that's ever been won. And that was demonstrated a few days later on Sunday morning at the resurrection. And so we go by faith and not by sight. Yes, the landscape looks bleak in some ways in America right now, but you never know what God might be getting ready to do later today or tomorrow. That's so true, John. It's a great reminder that we look at the short term and see, think we see what God is doing, but we're not really cognizant of what's happening in the longer term. And it reminds me that the reason we undertook our lawsuit with our friends at the National Center for Life and Liberty uh, is, because, is in defense of all the churches in America that are faithful with the scriptures and with the gospel. This is not about us getting our nose out of joint by being called a hate group. I've been called a lot worse than that <laughs> uh, and probably will be called a lot more uh, names, uh, unprintable names, if our case does make it to the Supreme Court. But uh, this is an important case. And uh, let's turn our attention to a friend who's helped us with this case. David Gibbs III is a courageous defender of religious liberty in the courts as the president of the National Center for Life and Liberty. He's also a member of our board of directors. And here's what he has to say about this coming year. D. James Kennedy Ministries is marching forward in 2022 and has never been more desperately needed. The teaching, the voice, the position, the leadership. As the days grow darker, the opportunity is for the light to shine brighter. So I would encourage folks to pray for this ministry like never before, uh, to support it financially because some of the outlets and other things that are saying, we don't want Jesus, we don't want the Bible, we don't want traditional Christian teaching are becoming more challenging. But as we adapt and adjust, just as Dr. Kennedy did when he took his preaching ministry and his leadership to television, radio, and other media outlets, we are going to boldly declare the truth of the Word of God for generations to come. And we're excited to see what God's going to do in 2022. Well, Frank, we appreciate, of course, David Gibbs and the other members of our board of directors who really faithfully serve us and help this ministry fulfill the mission that God has given us. This year, more than ever, we really do need our people standing with us, don't we? John, we do. It's, you don't have to explain to people what's happening. You can see it everywhere around you. And this year, this coming year, I believe is going to be a watershed year, one that we'll look back on and saw God move in an amazing way. But we have to be active. We have to be forthright. We have to be engaged in the defense of freedom and the defense of the gospel. And having partners and friends that have stood with us so faithfully over these many years is more important now than ever before. So we need to be ready for the battle to come. And of course, this is a pivotal election year. So the voice of this ministry is needed more now than ever. John, thanks for being with us. Always great to talk to you about these things. Thank you, Frank. Always a pleasure to be with you. As we plot our course for this challenging but exciting new year, we also want to hear from you. What are the issues you are most concerned about? Let us know in the 2022 Spiritual and Constitutional State of the Nation Survey. Contact us right away to get your survey, fill it out, and return it to us as quickly as possible and make your voice heard on the things at the forefront of your own heart that need to be dealt with in America in 2022. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, 
Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. Adversity is not unusual for God's people. In fact, you can make a strong argument that it's more the norm than an aberration. So what do we do when we Christians face adversity? The Bible is not silent about that question. It tells us that with God's help, we can move forward in confidence. Dr. D. James Kennedy explains in his message, Spiritual Advance. Trapped, boxed in, no way of escape, no place to turn, no place to hide. Have you ever been there in the circumstances of life? It's a terrible and awful feeling. Well, the children of Israel found themselves precisely right there. And indeed, they were right there because that is exactly where the Lord had led them. They had left the cities of Egypt and were on their way to freedom only to suddenly find themselves facing the rolling black waters of the Red Sea and behind them the dust of Pharaoh's chariots as the army of Pharaoh closed in upon them. They were filled with fear. They were like sheep looking up at a pack of salivating wolves with eyes red like coals from hell. They were utterly abandoned unto terror. And then a voice rang out through their trembling ranks, forward! Go forward. And that day, the children of Israel learned a lesson for the whole world that in all such circumstances of life that we are bravely and trustingly to go forward and leave the results to God. And that is a vital lesson which every person needs to learn if they are going to live their lives victoriously. Now, I don't know what your particular Red Sea is, but you do. Some of you have been up against it for years. You've tried to find a way around it. You've tried to tunnel under it. You've tried to turn back from it. But you just find no way out. You are trapped. Well, whatever that Red Sea experience is that you are facing, have faced, and certainly will face, 
The word of God is, according to his commandment, according to his will, in his way and his direction is forward. Go forward, bravely, trusting the outcome to God. Obey him and give him the opportunity of bearing his mighty arm and showing his deliverance. Ah, dear friends, we as a church need to determine in this coming year that we are going to serve Christ as we've never served him before, to know him, to give ourselves to prayer and to the study of his word and to make him known should be the great desire of our heart. What is your great goal for this year? At the top of that list should be the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Again, as Spurgeon said, and I'll continue repeating until I die, Christ never told us to seek the kingdom of God. He told us to seek it first. Is that at the top of the list of your priorities? If so, the way we seek that is by going forward. We need men and women who will say, I am determined. I am going to be a faithful witness for Jesus Christ. I am going to be a follower of the Lamb, a soldier of the cross. Is that your heart's determination today? We are determined to move forward by God's strength and grace this year. What about you? I hope you will join us in that as Dr. Kennedy exhorted. As we address the key moral, spiritual, and social issues facing America today, we want to hear from you. This is your chance to let us know what you are concerned about by taking the 2022 Spiritual and Constitutional State of the Nation Survey. You can get the survey by contacting us, and when it arrives, Fill it out and return it to us as quickly as possible so that we can hear and share with leaders in Washington your priorities for this watershed year in American history. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to include a generous donation when you contact us for your survey, we will thank you by sending you the essential and fascinating book, Who is the King in America? by our friend William J. Federer. Nobody knows more about the influence of Jesus Christ on American government, law, and politics than Bill Federer. And in this volume, he shows how the American founders uniquely established a nation without a king, without a dictator calling the shots. That system has stood for nearly a quarter of a millennium now, but it's always in danger. The founders knew that fallen human beings aspire to power which is why they divided power in order to keep us free. 
The Constitution is essentially a collection of barriers to safeguard our nation from the tyranny of a king or dictator. But the enemies of freedom have been chipping away at those barriers for decades. Read Who is the King in America by William J. Federer to learn the intentions of the founders rooted in history and expressed in the Constitution to establish the people, you and me as the king and discover keys to preserving America's republic. We will send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to help us in the coming year as we stand for truth and defend your freedom through television broadcasts, documentary specials, battling the radical leftist Southern Poverty Law Center in court, and a host of other initiatives. And whatever you do, make sure to contact us right away to receive your 2022 Spiritual and Constitutional State of the Nation survey. Fill it out and return it to us without delay so that we can hear your voice and share your priorities for this new year with Washington lawmakers and the media. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. In December, the Supreme Court heard the most direct challenge to its Roe versus Wade abortion decision in a generation. We will likely have to wait until summer for the court's ruling, but the discussion surrounding the case has been interesting and instructive. The abortion lobby rested their argument heavily on the principle of stare decisis, which is Latin for to stand by things decided. It's a legal principle that says court precedents are authoritative. But that's about the only argument the abortion lobby has to offer. This is because Roe versus Wade, while in place for nearly 50 years, has no basis in text, structure, history, or tradition of the Constitution, as the state of Mississippi argued. The abortion enthusiasts don't really deny this, which is why they must argue their case simply based on the fact that the court once decided this way, rather than it being a correct reading of the Constitution. Their vacuous constitutional argument is so weak and so contingent upon precedent that the abortion clinic's attorney astonishingly argued that the court should never have overturned its own ruling in Plessy versus Ferguson. You may know that this was an 1896 case in which the Supreme Court upheld state-mandated segregation laws as being constitutional. This is, of course, madness. When something has been wrongly decided, even at the Supreme Court level, the wise course is not to double down on error. The wise course is to overturn it and rule in accordance with the Constitution. In 1973, the court arrogated to itself all the power of the states and instead imposed a national regime of abortion on demand on all of them. The fact that Roe 
has been in place for 49 years is a national shame. And the proper course is to do away with it once and for all, ending the Supreme Court's tenure as a despotic super legislature that imposes its own shifting policy preferences on America. Instead, returning that right to the people's elected representatives. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. Here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. Now abortion's legal, uh, all basically all nine months of pregnancy. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.